1: Hello and welcome to A Vegan Lounge. I'm James. Now, in a minute, we're meeting one of Canterbury's budding young entrepreneurs, probably quite possibly one of the youngest, actually, Daniel Williams. And uh, Daniel's here to tell us about a product we're soon to find on uh, our store shelves a vegan product, which is 100% his baby. But first, a couple of words about the Christchurch Vegan Society, which brings you this show. If you're not already a member, and even if you are, a reminder that by joining, in the, in the words of the society itself, you are supporting an organisation that strives to make a difference for animals, our health, the earth, and our community. And by joining, you'll be entitled to receive the fortnightly newsletter, which provides a wealth of news and information, always new products, uh, events services, such as the amazing Vegan Angels, who you might have heard of. Now, the Vegan Angels, uh, in partnership with the Green Dinner Table, who's uh, some, somebody else we might be speaking with or about at some point, and the Vegan Angels are here for any of us who, for some reason or other, might be confined to home and unable to attend to essentials, getting food to the table and so on, which might tell you a Something about the spirit that drives the Christchurch vegan society, the vegan angels. Now I did notice last newsletter um, also the work of a sublime to my eye artist whose name was new to me, Ruth Coloran. and Ruth has designed some cards which you can purchase through the vegan society shop, but there was a link through to a gallery of her work. Uh, paint, paintings and sculpture, some very lovely forms. Dreamy images. Ruth Caloran quite spellbinding, really. Vegan Lounge, chch at gmail.com to contact the show. And if you'd like to contribute in any way, have a story to share, suggestions of a guest who might be um, interesting to others, um, you get in touch with us, veganlounge.chch at gmail.com. Daniel Williams.
0: Really appreciate being here, eh? It's great to have the opportunity to talk to you about the vegan lifestyle, and that
1: fantastic to meet yeah. you. And you know, I we bumped into each other as we came into the studio, and I thought that's got to be him. You're just bounding <laughs> across the street when we must have um, communicated by email maybe four or five times. And your energy comes bouncing out of onto my screen, and I thought, gosh, that guy is full of energy, even it just comes through. In his email. so um, it wasn't surprised. I just knew you, oh, there's that guy. That'll be Daniel.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely come, it's definitely come out. I'm extremely passionate for the vegan lifestyle, and it's just a just something that's very interesting to me.
1: Just the whole. Okay, well look, we'll get to we'll get. I'm interested to see how that happened. Yeah, I want. I'm really interested to know about your product. That now, so your company that you formed is Veggie Fair, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And you have created this vegan oat milk, chocolate oat milk, and that's the product that you are hoping to bring to our shelves. How's, what's the process? I mean, this is if you wanted to choose a time to launch a product, you probably have really found one of the most challenging times ever.
0: Oh, by mile, eight, It couldn't have been worse timing. But yeah, what we really wanted to design was a product that's, that's really healthy, so you're not... You're not harming your health by having it, so it's not high in sugar, not high in fat, and so on. So that's what we've designed with our chocolate oat milk. We've designed a product that's got no added oils to it. It's it's about half the half the sugar quantity of other other chocolate oat milks or ch- other chocolate milks to compare to.
1: When so you say there's no, I had never thought, I had never realised that. Any oat milks mm. or any milks had added oils. Yeah. Never, never read the packet down. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. Not a lot of people do
0: know that, eh? Mm. So they use it for the velocity, so they can get that velocity, and it makes it good for, like, using calves and that to make coffees and that. But there's not – I can't think of one in New Zealand that doesn't use oil in there. What is the
1: soy oil or something like that, or just um, – Yes, bit?
0: some use um, sunflower oil. Some yeah. use canola oil. They sort of use a range of different oils.
1: So how did you get on – you know, how d- – how did your product manage to be palatable and do all the things the product needs to do without the addition of oil?
0: So we sort we use the oats to make a, make it thicker rather than alternatively using oil. So we used the oats to make it thicker and more comparable to dairy. Along with we use a natural gum called gelling gum. So that's a natural gum you can find out, it's a plant gum. We use that to make it also thicker in terms of comparing it to to dairy
1: is that agar agar or something like that, I think they've almost all got they've all got that gum oh, they've all got in gums. It, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah no, they've all got gums in them, so we used the gum to make it comparable to dairy. Yeah. our main goal making it was to make it not taste like oat milk because we found lots of people, especially like dairy dairy consumers and that don't like the taste of oat milk, so our goal was to make the transition from dairy to a dairy- free lifestyle as easy as possible. We had to make it taste like dairy. So we've made the oat taste completely wiped it out. So it doesn't taste like oats. It tastes, you're more related to dairy than oats.
1: Because I think, I I was reading, I think a barista, there's a cafe, I think it's on uh, Cranford Street called Origin Cafe. And that's a pretty much a vegan um, cafe. And the barista there was saying that uh, they actually find 70% of their customers, now that oat milk is available, 70% 70% or so opt for oat milk oh, exactly. as their preference because that they can get that creamy, mm. closer-to-dairy texture, closer than with soy or almond or any of those ones. So that's very interesting. In a short space of time that, soy, uh, that oat milk has been available, that it's got that nudged that big hold of the market.
0: Oh, it is. It's insane, eh? It's, just, it's gone crazy, this yeah. oat milk. Like, it's. It's got to be that I haven't done my research on if it is a top seller of alternatives, but I'd say it has to be now. And it's just it's just people wanting more, something more closer to dairy, yeah. from what I've my research has done. And me coming from consuming dairy to not consuming dairy, I especially found that I struggled to make that change to oat milk just because yeah. it was so it was closer to dairy than all the other alternatives. But I still found it a bit far, and it took a wee while to switch.
1: There's also something quite nicely. Parochial about it because, hey, this is oatland. Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. Southland is the you know is the oat capital, and I know from Ashburton area that um, some of the farms that are currently you know holding large dairy herds were once oat. Oh, exactly, farms. they
0: were. Yeah, no, they were mm. straight before they they turned into dairy farms. And the good thing about oats in there is that they take bugger or water compared to dairy. To make like a litre of oat milk, it's, yeah. it's a hell of a lot less. It's just the environmental footprint on the, on the earth and it's a hell of a lot less than dairy to produce that litre.
1: So you decided, okay, I need to make a product. Um, you narrowed it down and you decided on the oat milk. I think that your product is going to, which, which is interesting to me, is going to be in a convenient size, and I presume by that you mean like at the dairy takeaway, um, not like a family-sized carton of milk that you have in the fridge. Is that what it is? Yeah,
0: that's correct. It's going to be in a 250ml bottle. Mm. So we decided to go with the 250ml bottle just because there was was limitations on packaging in New Zealand currently around the oat milk. Like Not a lot of plants can produce oat milk but also it's very filling. It's surprisingly 250ml you wouldn't want to go much more than that because that sort of fills you to the limit. And we really wanted to make something that's conveniently available. So those who do consume chocolate milk Often and want to change to a vegan lifestyle can also still get that chocolate milk in the convenience locations. Yeah. So that's something that I struggled with when I went to cutting out cutting out dairy uh, because I was on the road all the time. I was doing car grooming at that time and I was always buying chocolate milk. So when I cut cut that out and I found you couldn't buy chocolate milk, I really struggled in that terms of trying to make that change.
1: So you this entrepreneurial. Streak is nothing new to you. You um, you had a car grooming business. Yeah, I did before. Yeah, yeah. and I think there was um, a circumstance that you referred to. You had a bit of a devastating blow to in your family, um, which resulted in the loss of property.
0: Oh, it did yeah. So that's sort of that's like the house fire, sort of what pushed the vegan lifestyle for me.
1: When did that happen?
0: Ah, uh, oh, it must have been about. Or just after April last year, I think it was. It was around April last year. It must have been. Um, so that's sort of what pushed the pushed it for me. And how did, what,
1: so how did that manifest itself? So you were you interested in the vegan way I, at all before that?
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, I watched the Game Changer about a wee while before that, and that's really where it started at. Just the, for, the
1: Game Changer, yeah, the movie. I yeah. don't really know a lot about that, but I think that from what I understand, it's a about athletes who have um, transformed their way of living and uh, benefited hugely as a result of uh, adopting the vegan way of life.
0: Roughly yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's bang on, eh? So that's sort of where I got my real passion for it. Before that, I was passionate, but I wasn't as passionate as I was then. So I, was, I went vegan there for quite a while. I'm currently vegetarian, but I am working towards vegan. My diet this morning... It's very close to vegan already. I basically live off the fruit bowl. It's basically, that's all I eat, and just vegetables and fruit. I don't eat a lot of junk food or anything, just the odd biscuit and that. So it's very close to vegan currently. So that's...
1: So what What are the uh, non-vegan things that you just are having difficulty with? Is it cheese? Uh, no, I don't eat a lot of cheese. It's more just the odd biscuit and that. So I'd
0: say I'm very, very close to... I don't drink milk. I drink oat milk, Um it's more just the odd biscuit in there. So I could easily make the switch.
1: It's this very th- interesting that you say that yeah. because I'm, you know, more recent than you, really, this this yeah. year. And the hardest thing I find is biscuits. Yeah. And you go to a store. Now, one, a couple of the supermarkets sell uh, New World and Merivale Fresh Choice. They yeah. have bakeries and they do their own biscuits. They, you nice. know, they're pretty good, but expensive. Yeah. But um, – so I thought I'm no, I'm going to make my own. It's actually not that hard. I made some excellent one bowl of chocolate chips the other day, yeah. And uh, I thought that's really a, a gap that needs filling. Is the um, is biscuits?
0: Yeah, that's, almost. You send that through to me. I'll send that <laughs> yeah, through to you because it
1: works. And yeah. I've got another um, a vegan ap- apple cake. Which, um, in fact, I think I might even bring that up on next show. In a couple of weeks, we'll talk about the uh, vegan apple cake. Yeah, you've just given me a thought there. You're listening to a vegan lounge. My guest is Daniel Williams. I'm James. Lovely to have you along. So biscuits is the um, is the big weakness at the moment. What about the rest of your family? how many in your family?
0: Ah, uh, so there's five in my family. And see the other thing is none of them are vegan, so they all consume meat and dairy. So you you got pantries full of dairy products and all meat products and that. I don't I haven't touched meat in a long time, but and nor have I touched like just the normal dairy, but all our like biscuits and water dairy can like dairy ones in that. Yeah. So that's 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 like just going off your last episode. That's sort of where it popped up the so in my head, looking at what I'm what I'm eating, and the, it's basically only biscuits that that I'm eating with dairy in them. So it's because it was,
1: because it's nothing like it. I mean, it's part of our culture anyway. Yeah. A biscuit and a cup of tea, um, oh, yeah. and it just fills that gap between meals or something. That's what we Kiwis like it's biscuits we oh, well, exactly, yeah. I th- yeah we just need to see more um commercial producers i noticed um i just happened to know just incidentally in the latest vegan newsletter um vegan society newsletter chocolate there's some really good chocolate being made in new zealand and there's a i think a local company called benito benito chocolate quite expensive but it's absolutely sublime so there are very various mm. little specialty things um, being made.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah, and it's definitely starting to pick up in terms of like it's becoming easier and easier. It's in terms of like living a healthy vegan lifestyle. I don't, I feel like that's not that hard in terms of there's plenty of like getting fruit and all that and vegetables and that's.
1: Now tell me what, what, so it's a couple of years really that you've been vegetarian vegan. Yeah. What have you noticed about your energy, your health in general, how you feel?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so I feel by a mile the best I've ever felt. In terms of stamina and all that, it's by a mile, way, way above what I've ever felt. I actually did, so I was doing quite a bit of biking on the bike track. So I actually did my best, like on the mountain bike, I actually did my best by a mile, fastest lap on a wee BMX bike after a while going vegan. So like, I was way bigger, way less, like faster than... On the on the mountain bike, so just overall my stamina and all just the total feeling, I feel way better. eh? Yeah. I've got a lot more energy. It's insane actually how much better you feel cutting out that.
1: Certainly from my perspective, because I'm at the other end of the age spectrum. To oh you, yeah, my yeah. good half century, I think. Yeah. And um, but this, it's extraordinary. I think I don't even know that I would. Uh, there's no temptation to uh, to go back. It's just a few things I miss, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I I can get. Uh, it's uh, for me, it's meaty textures actually. Oh you, yes. Uh, uh, but I've discovered that uh, mushrooms and the, the various, and of course there's all the uh, <clears throat> fake meats and things which I have yet to um, explore. Uh, do you get into any of that? Any of the, um, the like? I know that. Uh, Booker King do a uh, McWhopper. No, it's a Whopper, of course. Um, that is all plant-based. I've never been interested to try it.
0: But... Yeah, see, I'm quite into the Impossible Patty and the, the Beyond petty. So Okay, I, so you can, yeah. So I, so I have them quite often as a substitute to meat. If I just feel like something like that, I have it because I feel like they taste They taste very slimmer, mm-hmm. similar, like, but not similar at the same time. Just... Yeah. The,
1: yeah, they do. So the texture sort of quite meaty.
0: Yeah, it is. It is like this. It's great for those wanting to go from a meat-eating lifestyle to a non-meat-eating lifestyle because it's just so close. Yeah, it just it just helps to aid that we get so yeah. much.
1: Just something chewy. I, I do you eat tofu. Tofu? I don't know. It's very. I just didn't warm to it at all when I first oh, yeah. went vegan. But I thought, well. You know, it's cheap, it's easy, and I'm a cook. I I enjoy cooking. I thought there's got to be a way of actually making this uh, attractive and tasty. So you jump on YouTube, and you can just see all the various options there. But you can buy any of those little Costco um, Asian stores fried tofu, and it's in little. It's already fried, little bite-sized pieces. Oh yes. And it's quite chewy, quite meaty, and you just add that to a stir fry. Just like chicken, and it's fantastic. It's cheap. It's just called fried tofu, and you've seen in the tofu section. Just get yourself some of that one of these days. And um, if you're preparing, because I suppose, like, does your mother cook for you, or do you, or do you cook for yourself?
0: Ah, uh, she cooks for me. She they they do like they do support it quite a bit in terms of she'll make vegan patties and that now mm. and then and that sort of thing. So now that's a good idea though. I'll have to try that.
1: Just buy just buy because the whole family would eat those. I mean, it's, okay, it, yeah. it's just it's it's tasty and. Um, you know, it's just gets you protein.
0: Oh, exactly. Mm. No, exactly. Mm. No, that's a good idea.
1: So from the Game Changer movie, which totally transformed you and opened yeah. your eyes to um, other people who have uh, found success in making that change, the um, that was your biggest sort of influence. Any other influences that you can name, that you can think of?
0: No, there probably isn't in terms of influences. The current milk documentary. Have you had a chance to watch that?
1: No, I haven't had a look at that yet.
0: See, that's that's sort of pushed it even more in terms of. That's a real interesting documentary in terms of what the dairy farming, what dairy farming does to the land and sort of does to your health. So I found that it, like to push it even further, or well, just keeps my passionate
1: passion going. Mm, very interesting because you came <laughs> at it really as a uh, the health aspect. Yeah, yeah, I did. But now you are seeing. Looking, you're opening your eyes wider, and you're looking at uh, the way that the uh, using of animals yeah. for, a, for human industrial use of animal products really, and you're finding things that don't sit comfortably with you there. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's insane what what you open up to when you really open your mind up and look at the whole picture. Yeah. Like so much like. Back when I was consuming meat and that, you never thought about any of that. You never, you never even had a second think about any of that. But once you look into it further, it is, it's quite, yeah, it's quite worrying in terms of what, what does go on and the effect on the planet and that. How can you keep sustaining that sort of, that sort of lifestyle or
1: those sort of practices? Well, we're being told that again and again and again. Oh, exactly. Quite apart from a, a vegan um, perspective, it's simply from uh, survival of the species. Oh, you him? know, we need to find a way of actually living a more plant-based um, diet. And the same go, I haven't, there's another, I just, I saw Cowspiracy and I saw one or two of the other, and I thought, they just are so devastating to watch those yeah. um, movies. That's why I haven't watched milk properly yet. And um, there's another one, Seaspiracy, Spiracy. But you just know you're in for two hours of absolutely grueling, you know, pin you back in the chair. You've got to watch it. You've mm. got to see it. You know, you've got to face it because the people who've made the gone to the trouble of making this for you, have uh, have put themselves through it. Um, you know.
0: Oh, it's yeah, it's insane, <laughs> eh? It's, yeah, it's shocking. It was, it's the stuff you never knew went on when you weren't thinking about it.
1: And, and you know, so it, it's not really. It's. I mean, anything is better than nothing. But to say, I'll just—I'll eat fish. Fish is okay." Mm. But fish are just fish. They've got their families. They've got their lives. They've got—they're mm. um, um, sentient beings, and exactly. uh, it's—you know—sooner or later, you can see why people, 100% vegan, seems to be the path that people end up following.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's—it's it's a lot cleaner, or it's miles, miles cleaner than eating. Mm. Eating a vegan, um, sorry, vegan. Eating a dairy or a meat lifestyle. Just, it's sort of the only way forward in terms of sustaining a clean planet, or actually rec- trying to make it recover. Like we're sort of Five at a point go. where it's on tipping edge, isn't it?
1: Okay, let's get back to Veggie Fair, to your product. So, how how far down the track are you?
0: Uh, so currently, about a week to oh, two gosh. weeks from launching.
1: Really? Yeah. So we're we're
0: quite far down the track, as it is. So we'll be launching in the Ashburn and the Christchurch area to start with. From there, we'll be going to Wellington and Auckland, just quite um quite highly populated vegan, vegan areas. As we were sort of starting, um, we're wanting to make it quite quite a large push towards trying to get dairy those who consume dairy to purchase our product over the dairy dairy product.
1: So you're going to have to add another string to your bow. As a promoter, you're going to have to be on the road um, making sure people um, become acquainted with your product, You know, and to, because you've got to get it stocked. Into, I mean, yeah. breaking into um, the network to get your product on shelves, that must be a really uh, difficult.
0: Oh, it is. It is, and especially with, with manup- well, processing here currently, it's, it's high cost. So first year we won't even be making a profit at all. It's running at a massive loss. So the only way you can make a profit is by having your own facility in New Zealand. Currently, just in terms of there's no infrastructure around, around processing in New Zealand. So that's something I I sort of think about current. Like if we keep going in terms of not, not having a lot of processing opportunities in New Zealand, we're going to end up getting taken over by by overseas companies in terms of. There's going to be a lot more of the dairy alternatives or meat alternatives on the shelf than actual New Zealand ones, just because the we've got we're really good with infrastructure with dairy here, but not so much plant based. Slowly moving forward with plant based, but
1: it's yeah. It's but I've noticed in the last couple of months the amount of uh, plant based milk. Since I've mm. embraced this uh, vegan way of life, having had another crack at it, you know, a year or two ago, and there was just soy milk in yeah. you know, the supermarkets. But if you go into the supermarkets now, there's so many different brands of oat milk, almond milk, soy oh, yes, milk, yeah. coconut milk. So that's changed quite quickly. And uh, I think it's exponentially changing. Um, so the awareness of oat milk is uh, certainly Oh, it is. It, it's it's, pretty much most people are aware of it now. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: it definitely is, eh? Yeah, it's it's coming a lot, lot more popular than it ever used to be. Like, Oatly, they were, they've been around for ages, but you've only just started to hear about them, really.
1: Are you a porridge eater?
0: Oh, I do now and then, eh? Not a lot. Yeah. But I, I do now and then.
1: Well, of course, another way of great way of enjoying oats is uh, with a you know good muesli base. Um, I find that... Um, do you know the fruit... Quince? Do you know quinces? You probably don't. No, Young people. I don't know. <laughs> That's a very old-fashioned tree, but they're probably growing. You probably drive past trees with them growing in your neighbourhood. They're a sort of a yellow fruit. They start. They're about this time of the year that they they don't ever get sweet, or um, they're really strictly for cooking and making jams and jellies and things. But they're a most beautiful um, fruit. And I just uh, I found some and stewed them up and had them with some oats this morning.
0: Well, heck! You know I've never heard of them, mate. Eh? Yeah, quince, they- you look
1: at—they're very lovely. They're very—they're yellow. They're like a, um, you know, when you, you there'll be trees in your neighbourhood because they used to grow in every old every farm, every um, big section would have had a quince tree there somewhere. They were very popular back in um, you know last century, early last century, when people used to grow all their own. Foods, they just got lost over the years, but keep an eye out for them because if you cook them and stew them for a long period, like four hours in the oven, yeah. with a little bit of sugar syrup, and they make the most. They have a most beautiful ruby-coloured uh, juice, and they're sublime with a little bit of yogurt or milk and Yeah, I've have never have look for them. Yeah. Do they grow wildly? Yeah, they, were, oh, yeah. they would have been planted by oh, yeah. settlers yeah. probably a century or so ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you keep an eye out. Well, I've taught you something. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have.
0: (laughs) I didn't even know they existed, eh? No, they'd be interesting enough to keep an eye out for them and do a bit of research on them and go hunting.
1: Okay. Well, look, there, that's our. We've just pretty much uh, used up our. Allocated time here, Daniel. We haven't even got to talk about your favourite music, but you're a bit coy about providing me with any songs that you like to hear. Well, we'll give you a minute or two to think about that. Coming up in the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking with Sharon and Andy Howard. And uh, Sharon and Andy have a lifestyle many of us dream about, living off the land on their Sheffield property, about an hour west of Christchurch. And among the products that come off their land is one that really excites me, Shandy's native they called Sharon and Andy, their Shandy's. Shandy's native oyster mushrooms, which I came across at the Opawa farmers market a couple of Sundays ago. And these are fantastic for those vegans who long for a meaty texture from time to time. Highly nutritious, very tasty. But um, next time, next show, we'll do that in a a few weeks, but next time it's going to be food all the way, some autumn recipes using seasonal products and uh, down-to-earth ingredients that don't cost a bomb. A Vegan Lounge is brought to you by the Christchurch Vegan Society, where there's always something happening and always latest information on new vegan products and services. Seems there's so much activity at the moment, and the Vegan Society is the hub where you can find out all you need to know. Remember to put a ring around the date of next Saturday, April twenty-three. The vegan night market on again. Heaps of activities, stalls, live music, great stuff to eat. Philipstown Community Hub from three thirty to seven next Saturday, twenty-three. Well, we've had a wee think, Daniel, about your music and consulted with our producer Nikki, and given the fact that you are a high-energy ball of electricity. I think we've found something that is appropriate to you.
0: Yeah, I think it's being on, what, you, what we've come up with. We've
1: had a little listen. You think it's pretty right? I think it's pretty Re- right, yeah. think you well? Yeah, so, it fits me being yeah. on. Eh? Yeah. Fantastic to meet you. Really good luck, to, and I've, I'm so applaud your energy and enterprise and doing what you do. I, I think you, you. there's no question that you're going to achieve your goals. Another game changer.
0: No, I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me on, and it's great to discuss what we discussed. It's, it's
1: gone quick, so it's, Come real fast as oh, it always does. does. Yeah, Daniel Williams, our guest today. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're ending with electricity by orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Till next time. Goodbye.